Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents Channel. My name is Jesse Durham. I'm very excited for this installment in our interview series where we're going to be having a conversation with a fellow practitioner of the infinite banking concept, someone who's implemented this concept into their own personal life, but furthermore with a colleague that's a professional in this space. It's interesting to me that this is going to be our first one-on-one -on -one conversation instead of being part of a group conversation, but I'm really excited to share it with everybody. So let's welcome Miss Robin Washington to the podcast, to the channel. Miss Robin, we were talking, of course, before I hit record, but how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Life is good. I don't have any complaints. Yes, ma'am. And and you are busy. So let me say right out of the gate, you, you were telling me something about your day and we worked on our timing, of course, okay. uh, for this call. But I'm very, very thankful uh, for you to carve out the time to have an interview, to have a discussion with me. Oh, I'm excited. I'm glad that you were flexible to kind of, you know, uh, adjust your time a little bit. You know, life happens. And one of the things I have, you know, grandkids that my desire is to be a part of their life. They're little now and I want to be there at everything that's going on. So when they call, I literally drop everything and go, Gamma's going to be there. <laughs> so, I love so that. I appreciate your flexibility. Of course. Well, I, I can understand because I, I am a family man as well myself and I do work you know, virtually and, and from home a lot. And, and that's one of the beauties of, of having flexibility in our schedule at times, yes. of course. But yes. again, thank you for being here. You know, we were talking a little bit. And again, like I said at the intro there, this is our first one-on-one -on -one conversation. We've had several conversations as being part of a round table, as being part of a group. Um, but we, we, we'd we also planted the idea uh, a month or two ago, I guess, of, of having this call, because I know that even in those group settings, where we've been talking as a group, I've been able to hear some of your background, mm -hmm. some of your experience, and, and you've been in this way longer than I have. You've been practicing infinite banking longer than I have even. And of course, that interests me on a personal level, let alone a professional level, right, where you're helping yeah. clients and prospects that potentially will become clients and that whole process. So if you would uh, take us back to where we were before we hit record a little bit on who you are, where you're from, anything that you'd like to share personally, and then we'll start in on how you were exposed to infinite banking. Okay. Um, well, you know, as, as you introduced me earlier, I'm Robin Washington, and, and I say that I'm nothing special from the standpoint that I represent a lot of, um, a lot of people and that you're looking for answers, you know, to your, your, your money issues and problems. And for my husband and I, that started back in 2005, 2006 of, um, you know, we were young, married couple and, and trying to figure out how to make our dollars work. And one of the reasons that, um, you know, I, I think back what kind of started our journey was me understanding that we didn't know 
about money and you know i was wasn't raised in a you know a household or a family that was say business minded or entrepreneurs or anything like that i didn't go to school for you know business though in high school i had one little course of of economics but other than that you know i didn't have any money knowledge And so I remember one day looking at my husband and saying, you know, how do we make decisions on our money when we don't know anything, you know? So um, that started kind of our educational journey. So my husband and I, I, we had, we have two boys, they were little at the time, and we just started to walk together to try to understand, you know, how to get money to work for us and how to work for money. Um, but basically, background wise, you know, I went to school for electronics. <laughs> That's that was my background. Okay. I went to school for electronics, graduated and thought that, you know, that was something I wanted to do. Met my husband and uh, thought that, You know, I wanted to be this corporate girl and climb the corporate ladder type of deal. You know, um, he wanted me to stay, be that stay at home mom. And, and in the beginning, I rejected that. Um, but I, you know, when God grabs a hold of your heart, <laughs> you know, you begin to see um, what's really the right path, you know, and I began to realize after our second son, actually, that I wanted to be home. And uh, so at, at some point in 1988, I quit work to come home to homeschool my children. And uh, we were a single income family. Basically, my husband, uh, we were based in California at the time in the Bay Area, and he was our sole provider. And we basically just trusted God in that process, but we were on, you know, operating on a single income. And so about 2000, I think 2006 is, you know, kind of when we were faced with kind of making some financial decisions. And that's where I didn't, I realized, well, how do we make these decisions when we don't really understand money? And so we, um, I will say that a, a friend at the time happened to mention a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book literally just kind of changed our mindset or opened up our mindset, I guess you can say. And sure. from there, I've been one that has, you know, literally hungered after how do you get money to work? How do you get money to work for you instead of you working for money? Um, and just through a series of um, events, we bumped into IBC, you know, as as um, a game changer in our in our financial. Uh, no doubt. OK, world. so let me ask a couple of questions in this trajectory. Then number mm -hmm. one, you mentioned earlier that y'all were based in the Bay Area. What, what did your husband do at the time? He worked for AT&T. So he was in the management sales the area of AT&T. Okay. So, yeah. and I love all this real life insight into 
you're working through things in your marriage, you're growing as a family, you're making education choices uh, for the family, you're living on the other side of the country from where you're living at right now. <laughs> of course. So there's, yeah. there's, there's all these different aspects and, and then rich dad, poor dad, that's going to be a, a, a well-known book to many folks. Again, yeah. I know you and I both know that there are still other people out there that this might be the first time that they hear about it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it will propel them to pick up that great book by Robert oh, yes. Kiyosaki. Oh, yes. It was one of the first personal growth and development books that I had read. I also read it before becoming your own banker mm -hmm. R. R. Nelson Nash. Mm -hmm. right. So if you would then, okay. So how did you get exposed to, to the book? You said that was a friend that said something about it to you work yeah. friend. No, actually it was, if, and I, I might use the friend loosely because okay. we kind of met through a, a, a mutual individual um, and I, I can't remember what setting we, we were in, but she happened to mention to me a book that she had read that was really good in terms of helping her to understand, you know, what money was all about. And she, I, for some reason, I remembered the title. That was the interesting thing, because I believe it was probably at least maybe months or a good year before that book came back to my memory. And um, so we, you know, she was someone that was kind of in, that crossed my path. To this day, I really haven't seen or heard from her anymore. How interesting. But that was a lasting impression that she made because at the time that my husband and I were kind of at this crossroads of what to do financially, that her words about that book came to my memory. And I remember telling my husband this particular day in this particular conversation, I remember saying, you know, honey, how do we make decisions about our money when we really don't know much? And I remember dropping my kids off at a friend's house and I dropped them off and I went straight to Barnes and Nobles to look for that book because it stuck in my, my memory of her saying that it was a good book and it gave her understanding. Mm -hmm. And so we, my husband and I, you know, read a, a, a couple of chapters, you know, just to see if this was something that, you know, we wanted to kind of read together. So and he got on board right away with wanting to read the book as well. Well, let me, okay. <laughs> let me just say that, um, it, you know, I'm a reader. My husband okay. is, yeah, you know, he, he like, he's an auditory learner, you know, so we have two different learning styles. Um, and so when I mentioned the, you know, reading a book and, and, you know, Hey, we got to educate ourselves. He was kind of resistant at first. Um, but I made a deal with him and I said, okay, honey, do me a favor. I said, let's just read two chapters of this book. And if you don't like it after the second chapter, then fine, you know, we'll, you put it down or I'll go read it by myself or whatever. But I'm just asking, would you at least give me two chapters? And so he Wonderful. did. He agreed to it. And I read, we read the two chapters together, you know, out loud together. And um, after the end of the second chapter, I closed the book and I thanked my husband for 
you know, holding up his end of reading the book with me. Um, but then his response to me was like, hmm, that was interesting. You know, well, why don't we just read the next chapter? And so awesome. I politely opened the book back up and we started to read the third chapter. And bottom line is we ended up finishing the book, you know, within, I don't know, maybe a week or two, um, we finished the book together, but it was an eye opener. And from there, though, I actually delved deeper into Robert Kiyosaki and his platform. We had the opportunity. It, it's interesting how, you know, God lines everything up. But um, shortly after we finished reading that book, it just so happens I found out that Robert Kiyosaki was going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area. So we actually went to go um, to one of his, you know, seminars. And um, what happened there is that Robert Kiyosaki talked about his, at the time he was doing like um, study groups. And, you know, he pitched about his study group that he was going to be having in Arizona. And the cost of that study group was going to be like $3,000. And I'll never forget that time, Jesse, because I wanted so much to go um, because I, you know, right now I'm a sponge and I'm just, you know, absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And I wanted to go, but it was like, ooh, $3,000. It was, was kind of hefty. You know, this was actually around 2000, 2001, right around that time frame when. Right. $3,000 20 years ago is even a different story than it is exactly. today, for sure. And you said, remember, I'm a single income family at this point. You know, how do we do this? Right. Um, but I talked to my husband and, you know, and of course prayed about it. And I, I remember just kind of, um, Three questions just kind of came to my mind is like, you know, hey, if this was free, would I go? And well, sure, I'd go in a heartbeat. If it was a couple of hundred dollars, would I go? Yeah, I would go in a heartbeat. Well, then why would I go now? The thing that was holding me back was the three thousand dollars, you know, mm -hmm. and um. You know, my husband and I, we kind of talked about it and he agreed that, hey, yeah, you go. He would stay with the kids and, and you know, manage the household. And so I stepped out on faith, didn't necessarily have $3,000 laying around, but I I trusted that it was going to be an investment into, you know, the direction that we were going to learn about how money works and how to get money to work for us. And so I went to Robert Kiyosaki and he only had, I think it was maybe a hundred, 150 people there. Mm -hmm. And it was three days. It was intense. If you can imagine, it was like from eight in the morning till 11 at night. And it was bam, 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 bam. But I walked away that day after that weekend, my mind was completely blown up wide open. And I began to realize that um, a, a lot of us don't understand our money. We don't understand how money works. And we're kind of doing things with the lack of knowledge with our money 
in hopes to try to get more money, but consequently we're we just keep sliding backwards and back, you know, further and further back. Right. And so I realize when I, I I tell people now, it might sound like a stretch, but that's what faith is about, is stretching yourself. And um, it might sound like a stretch, but if you invest in yourself, then you, the $3,000 I invested back then, I have well gotten that money back and then some, you know, so to speak, because of the knowledge that's what I talk so much about. Without knowledge, you can't accomplish anything. There's nothing different between, you know, what I would recognize is there's nothing different between me and the person who's a millionaire and a, or a billionaire. We both were born into the world in the same fashion. We are both going to leave in the same fashion. It's just what are we going to do in between <laughs> in the, the time that we're born and the time that we leave. And what I realize is what that started to do, just kind of spending those three days of in-depth. And I did it a couple of times with Robert Kiyosaki's um, study groups, you know, so having that in-depth sitting under him and just, you know, absorbing uh, the understanding about money and how the financial world works, um, it has it, it it has helped me to realize that there's nothing different between me and the next millionaire. The only difference is the knowledge, you know, and with knowledge, then we can begin to accomplish, um, you know, get our money to do what money is supposed to do, but because we don't have the knowledge and we don't understand money principles. There are principles or laws around money um, that a lot of us, we don't, you know, we don't understand. Because for most of us, like me, I tell people, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up in a entrepreneurial quote unquote family. I didn't grow up stepping into my daddy's business or something like that. You know, I didn't have, I started from literally ground zero, opening up a book and begin to educate myself. And that's what makes the difference between those who have money and those who don't. So interesting. So I can put myself in your shoes and, and relive my own experience. It's very similar, or at least I can see where certain points along our trajectories make me reflect, right? So this, this description I'm thinking of would not surprise you. It's from scripture where seed is being cast, right? And some yep. lands on the rocks. Yeah, I know you're exactly. familiar. <laughs> some, some lands on the rock, some is eaten by the birds, et cetera, but some of it lands on the good ground. And that just seems to describe that particular point in your life, that crossroads, yeah. if I used your words, mm -hmm. to where the right person said the right thing. You had this moment of inspiration. And, and here's the other thing is I'm a big believer that when something comes across my mind that I, at least I need to write it down right away. Mm -hmm. or I need to buy the thing, or I need to, you know, um, take some first step of action to move me in that direction so that I will keep going. Does that make sense? And, and, you, and you, okay, you dropped the kids off and you went and you got that book and you read that book and that led you to seminars and things like that. And, and then not only that, but you put some money behind it, you know, you made some sacrifices and 
that makes me think, I mean, I know Jim Rohn's talked about it, Zig Ziglar's talked about it. Making investments in yourself is never a waste. You know, we could we could put any pick the number, right? But we could put money in stocks or in real estate or in 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 something, right? And and a lot a lot of folks are just trying to throw spaghetti at a wall. Maybe yep. it'll sick, maybe exactly. it won't. Okay. Exactly. But even if you'd have gone to that seminar and you just said, well, no, this, this particular thing, this particular subject, it's not for me, but you would have learned that exactly. you still wouldn't have walked away empty. So, okay. That's really neat for me. So let me ask this question, Miss Robin, when you, when you had read the book and I suppose this would have been before you'd gone to the seminars, mm -hmm. but can you reflect on that particular book and point out a big takeaway or a big particular oh, yeah. aha moment? Yes. Like I said, for me, that book was a, a pivotal turn. Um, you know, in, in the book, Robert Kiyosaki talks about two dads. He grew up under two dads. Loved going to the seminar because we got a little deeper background on these two dads, you know. Sure. So he, he talks about growing up under, you know, his biological dad, uh, where who was the superintendent of Hawaii, and so he made good money, you know, so, you know, financially, his dad was, I guess you could say successful by, mm -hmm. you know, what most people's standards are. Mm -hmm. But he also was raised and raised up with his best friend's dad, um, which he called his rich dad. So he called his biological dad, his poor dad. His rich dad was his best friend's dad, but his rich dad was one who who never went past, I think he said the sixth grade or something, you know, he didn't go very far, Right. but he became one of the richest men in Hawaii. And so Robert Kiyosaki talks about how he was at a crossroads where he needed to choose you know, financially, which dad was he going to align with? And mm -hmm. he ended up, you know, aligning with the principles of his rich dad. And the the thing that I I I really love about his book is actually the subtitle of his book, because he talks about, you know, what the rich teach their kids that the poor and middle class don't, and they don't because they don't know it to pass it on. That's yes. really the bottom line of it. And so for me, again, it just re reiterated that you can't do better if you don't have the knowledge to do better in anything. It's not just money. It's just in any area. Um, and so I realized, you know, with um, Robert Kiyosaki and that book, just understanding the two mindsets, you know, there's, there's the, what he called his poor dad, who was, who was successful. He had a good job. He had your, you know, your traditional, you know, 401k or pension or whatever. Um, and then you had the mindset of the, you know, the, the rich dad, you know, and that, you know, he didn't necessarily have the educational uh, position, but he had financial understanding That's and, right. um, and how to operate the, his, the dollar and ultimately became, you know, the richest man in Hawaii. So again, it just kind of reiterated for me the, the importance 
importance of knowledge. And even the Bible says, I'm a Bible girl. I tell people all day long that I, I am one that believes in the word of God. And one of the things that the word of God says is my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, you know? So um, I, I, I see that as a principle. If you don't gain the knowledge, then you cannot, you know, you can't operate to the full potential that we were designed to operate. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, that I think for me in that book, that was one of the things that was kind of the biggest takeaway is understanding there's two mindsets of operation when it comes to the dollar. You know, you can operate with the poor dad's type of mentality, you know, um, basically, you know, save and, you know, don't spend and, you know, uh, put your money in, in things that aren't going to really uh, uh, work for you. Or you can take that dollar and sow it into seeds to produce other dollars, you know, to produce more dollars. Um, and so overall, it's one that I always recommend people their first step, get the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because you need to understand the two different mindsets. And what I realized is how we were operating, you know, just my husband and I was similar to the poor dad's mindset, you know, hey, let's just work until, you know, 30 years until we retire or whatever, and hope that, you know, our well, pensions are pretty much gone by the wayside, but, you know, the 401k, you know, is, is going to be everything that we hoped it to be so that we can live this lifestyle that we have been painted a picture of living. And, you know, we were down that road. Um, but I'm thankful that, you know, God began to show us wisdom in, in the rich dad's mindset. That's right. That's right. And I love that scripture reference that you gave and wisdom is surely out there. Mm -hmm. And you combine that with whether the soil is fertile, whether the individual is ready to participate in gaining knowledge and wisdom and vision for themselves or not. And then you can move forward. Okay. So if we did pick back up with your timeline, then mm -hmm. you've read rich dad, poor dad, you've gone to seminars at this point. I think you're somewhere around 2006. How was it then? When did it happen? How did it happen that you were exposed to becoming your own banker and the infinite banking concept? So from, you know, going to Robert Kiyosaki study groups and I went to a couple a couple of times. So the price tag didn't scare me. <laughs> the price tag didn't scare me anymore. Um, but what happened now is I began to be in a position where I was open. Um, mm -hmm. There was a real estate seminar. If there were anything free, I always say, I'll go to the free things. And if I can walk away with one nugget, then it was worth it to me. Um, so from there, we started becoming, I, or maybe me and more so became a financial junkie. Where I just well, I'll say this about your husband before you move on about, about you taking the deep dive, because I, I can understand that that's me in our household mm -hmm. too, right? Lauren's listened to some things. She's read some things. We've talked through plenty of things. We've done things together, but I'm more in the books. I'm yeah. more listening to the podcast and things like that. But I'll say this about your husband. You know, I, I, I really appreciated, and this is like, 
this is like marriage insight, quality marriage insight for me to hear you describe how you went about, you know, politely and, and just, you're, you're giving me this virtuous woman vibe, this Proverbs 31 woman vibe, <laughs> of, you know, favorite. how, how you were with your husband, <laughs> but how you were successful in that venture. And, you know, of course with Robert Kiyosaki, he, he said before in different interviews, he says, you know, I'm not the best writer, but what's said about my books is they're best sellers, mm -hmm. you know? So with a title like rich dad, poor dad, I think you had a good chance, even right. with your husband, who's maybe not right. so much of a reader, but right. to, right. to, to his commendation, he, mm -hmm. he went through those first two chapters with you and exactly. then kept going. So that's, that's great. I love that. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we kind of started, uh, I became that, if you will, the financial junkie, meaning that, you know, you always got mailers in, hey, there's a real estate seminar, there's a stock seminar, there's, you know, this seminar. Um, and if it was free, it worked in my timetable, I would go um, mm -hmm. and I would listen. I even got to the point where um, my husband, he's he's been in the stock market. That's his passion. Okay. And so he's one that likes to watch the different financial channels like CNBC, stuff like that. I didn't understand anything, you know, so one day again, because of the understanding, hey, Robin, you just got to learn, you know, and one of the things that I did is I started making myself sit down and listen to the channel like CNBC, you know, just to start hearing, didn't understand a thing, everything's going over my head, but I would listen and little by little over time, something started to make sense, you know, or I could, you know, I would pick it up. And what I began to realize is that money has a language just like any, you know, any other language out here. I don't speak Spanish or I speak very, very little um, Spanish, but I know that if I were to get, go drop, be dropped off in, you know, Mexico or Spain or somewhere where they just, primarily speak Spanish, the first day I'm there, I'm not going to understand anything that anybody's saying. But over time, as I That's keep right. listening, my ear will become tuned to, you know, the, the, the language. And so that's what I begin to understand about money language, the financial language there. It's a language. It's just like anything else. But if you will um, give yourself the opportunity to kind of just listen and 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 get your ear trained to that language, then things will start to make sense. Now I I I know some things about the stock market. I am not the stock market you know person. That's his lane. It's not mine. But he can sit down and and he can talk to me about certain things and I, I can kind of, I grasp it, you know? So, but it's just because I, I forced myself to sit down and, and attempt to listen and try to understand. Well, I would go to these different financial seminars. I remember going to my first real estate seminar. I didn't have a clue, <laughs> you know, what they were talking about other than, you know, by this point in our lives, we had purchased our own house, um, you know, but I didn't know all the ins and outs of what you can do with real estate. And the more I started going to these different, you know, seminars or workshops, 
I began to realize that, wow, there's many different paths to accomplishing real estate, you know, um, whereas I only knew one at the time, you know, it was like, okay, go down to the bank and fill out a loan application and hope you qualify, you know, but there's many ways, you know, to get real estate stocks the same way, you know, so I would, we would go to these different um, financial seminars and I'd pick up one or two things, tuck it into my little, you know, if you were my little knowledge financial notebook. And then as opportunities begin to present themselves, why well, felt better confident in, you know, making decisions. Didn't always know if I was doing exactly the right thing, but I felt more confident in making that decision than, than before when I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, so it was at one of these financial seminars that I went to. And it was, it was, I remember it was a seminar that had, a, had multiple speakers and they were speaking on all the different topics. You know, it was a real estate speaker there. It was a stock investing speaker there. It was a gold and silver person, you know, so it was just different people that were there. Um, I remember, you know, listening to the, the various speakers. Um, and then at the end, I remember filling out some form that they had, you know, the people in the audience filled out. Well, somehow that form of whatever I filled out got to, um, you know, uh, our mentor that became our IBC mentor out in Kansas City. I still to this day do not know how, because they weren't speakers at this event. So I still don't know how they actually got our information. But a phone call can't, you know, our phone rang and I picked up the phone and, you know, this, this beautiful lady on the other end started, you know, talking about had I heard of infinite banking before, you know, and I hadn't. At that moment, when she did call, my husband happened to come home from work. So I always talk about divine connections. You know, God lines things up. And my husband happened to come home from work on this particular time. And so I put it on speakerphone because she told me that she had gotten my information from that this, this um, seminar workshop thing that I went to. And so I didn't know what she was talking about, had never heard of infinite banking and really didn't grasp what she was, you know, trying to deliver to me. Um, but my husband picked up on something. And the thing that he picked up on was the fact that, you know, you can pay yourself back. And what connected for him was prior to all of this happening, we had, my husband had came into the knowledge that we, you can borrow from your 401k and we needed to buy a truck. And so a friend of his at his job talked to him about, Hey, did you know you can borrow from your 401k and you can buy, you know, your truck. And so my husband started to research, talk to his, you know, um, company, you know, rep, you know, um, HR rep, administrator rep, and they begin to explain, oh yeah, you can do that. And then when you pay yourself back, that interest that you're paying yourself back goes back to you. So we had purchased our truck in that process. So when this you know, beautiful lady called us 
and you know talk to us about infinite banking my husband was able to make that there was a similar connection a process you know that was similar to what we had already done and so we were open to learning more that's the other thing that i do talk about is that you have to be open you can't position yourself as you know everything and oh you know it's you know that that can't happen that's not real that's not possible because you don't know what you don't know you know but if you're open you might be surprised that you know the the information you'll be able you know, that you can receive and sure. that's one of the things is that you know my husband said yeah let's make another appointment i want to know more so that's what kind of connected us to infinite banking and how we started to get, you know, how we got exposed to it. It wasn't something that I sought out. I didn't even know it existed, but just through, I'm going to say divine connection, we connected um, to eventually they became our mentors in the infinite banking space. <clears throat> okay. So did I hear you correctly then that you at the seminar, at the workshop, there was no one actually speaking on the subject of infinite banking, but obviously there was some kind of, okay, contact information shared right. between individuals. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. because you're proactively pursuing your own financial education mm -hmm. and you're active in garnering more wisdom for yourself, more knowledge, someone gets your contact info. They call you. You're open again. I agree. That's a, that's a big thing, of course. You know, otherwise, you know, you could say, again, if we put a scripture reference to it, you know, who knows how many times pearls have maybe been cast before exactly. us. And, and and if we weren't open, if we weren't paying attention, like you were saying, we might have just trampled right over a pearl, you exactly. know? Okay, cool. So either way, you get this phone call and your husband actually notices that. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to phrase it differently now than right. perhaps even where mine and your mentality were mm -hmm. in your story. Y'all were banking the conventional way, meaning mm -hmm. that y'all had been building up capital, but it was in the 401ks. It was in the exactly. conventional tools exactly. that we're told to use. Okay. So it's possible. It's not nearly as favorable as what you're getting ready to learn more about, of course, <laughs> but you're realizing that, okay, yeah, we do want to get a truck. Trucks are financed one way or another. Mm -hmm. And yet we've been told to put capital over here in things like 401ks. And we do have to borrow and there are terms and there are conditions and there are all these other things, but okay. So, so you're exposed in this way. You have a second phone call, I guess. And, and yes. then you meet some mentors and they're coaching you and they're teaching you. So walk us through Okay, you're learning about this thing to getting started. So we had another phone call and where, you know, she was, kind of explaining a, a little more about the infinite banking process. But at the end of that phone call, the next step, if we wanted to go any further, was we had to read the book, mm -hmm. Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And so she asked us, would we be open to, you know, reading the book? And I remember my husband saying, well, does it come in CD? Because remember, he's the That's learner. I'm the one that I'm a visual learner. So I love books. And that means so, you might have to read it out loud again. Right. Exactly. And to, I did read some parts out loud to him, but um, 
But yes, she, you know, she asked us because we couldn't go any further unless we read the book, Becoming Your Own Banker. So we agreed and um, she mailed us out the book. I don't know, we got it maybe about a week later. Um, and then, you know, we kind of set the timetable for us to come back sure. um, after we read the book. So that was the, that was, I guess you could say the next um, move up for us in terms of, you know, this infinite banking journey is that the next step was that we read the book. And um, that book was, again, I remember reading through it and I didn't, you know, grasp it as, as because it's, it's, I tell people, it's out of the box thinking, meaning that we're not used to um, thinking uh, along this line. We're used to all the traditional stuff that we've been told, this is the way you, you, you operate with your money. So it took me a minute and I remember her saying, she said, read it through the first time without stopping, meaning, you know, don't, don't try to highlight it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't just, just read it through. And then she said, now read it a second time, but you know, this time if you want to highlight and you know, uh, uh, underline different things in it, then do it the second time around. So I'm a student, you know, I loved, I will do whatever you tell me to do. So that's how we did it. We read it through the first time, then we came back, and then you know, and when I read it through the second time, then you know, a little bit more, you know, kind of made sense. And then after that, we got back together and we were able to, you know, kind of ask different questions or whatever. And then she began to say, you know, like, what are your goals? What is it that you want to accomplish financially? And so they started to work with us for our first policies, you know, to kind of lay out a plan for our first policies. And so we got, I got a policy on me. Uh, well, we did the application, you know, I, re I remember doing that over the phone. Um, and then, you know, she mailed the application for us to sign or whatever. And then, you know, we, they started the process. And I will tell people again, even that policy was a stretch for us. Um It's like you understand, you understand there's something good there, but you don't quite understand it. You know, sure, it's, like, sure. it's like, okay, I know this is good, but I, I can't, I don't know why or, you know, how it all works, but we trust it. You know what, by this time we had kind of built up a relationship um, with the mentors in Kansas, you know, so we we trusted them, loved their spirit, you know. Um, and so we started a policy on me and a policy on my husband. And our first policies were $20,000 each. Okay, that was our premium. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the day that I, we got approved for our policies. Um, they flew out to the Bay Area to meet with us. And we met in Oakland at, at a hotel and um, they had our policies for us to sign. 
And I'll never forget, we it was a private meeting between them and us, and they were kind of going to, again, reiterating the whole infinite banking, you know, um, um, strategy and everything. And I don't know, we spent maybe a couple of hours with them that day. And then we, I handed them a check for 40,000, 20,000 each, right? And I remember my husband and I walking out, we had the policies in our hands and we're walking out of that hotel and we both looked at each other like, okay, what did we just do? You know, did we really understand what we just did? You know, we just handed over $40,000, um, but not completely understanding exactly what this is all about, but just had peace in our heart that it was the, you know, this was a good thing. And that, again, I talk about faith because faith stretches you to trust, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we did, we had these policies in our hand. And then from there, you know, they were teaching us, you know, left and right. You know, this, we had so many calls and Zoom calls and, uh, and we've gone to their seminars and different things like that. So we're constantly educating us. But I tell people to this day, it probably took me at least about two years to really fully comprehend or understand what it is that I'm doing, you know, how, how are we working these policies? It was good because it was an insurance policy. So I didn't have any problems with that. You know, insurance, we, we all know what insurance policies are. So that wasn't an issue. It's like, how does this banking stuff, you know, really work? Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I kept studying, kept learning and kept educating myself. And I, the more you do, the more you become, you become comfortable at the decisions that you make and that, Hey, this is, this is, this is awesome. And from there we have, you know, those policies have grown. So now we have multiple policies, um, just my husband and I, as well as my entire family. Uh, so it has literally changed my entire family's life, being able to get back in control of our dollars. Um, and so that's kind of the journey that, you know, how we you know, how we actually went from not knowing nothing about infinite banking to now, you know, being an infinite banking advocate. And I'll go one step further. Once I learned, after I started read, after I read um, Nelson's book, I'm one that actually got angry. And I got angry, Jesse, because I didn't understand why was this not taught to us? You know, why was it, why is it, and I call us mainstream Americas, you know, hardworking Joe the plumber that's getting up sure. every day and working just and to provide for his family. Um, and yet this simple tool that literally can make a difference generationally, I was angry as to, how come this is simple? Why wasn't this taught to, I call mainstream America? You know, why are we being sold basically, um, if you will, by term and invest the difference? 
or, you know, buy term for $2 and 50 cent and you'll be happy. Um, you know, so I became angry <laughs> at why wasn't this taught? Why are simple principles being kept away from mainstream America? And that is what kind of drove me into becoming an agent. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, if you had asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have never, ever, ever in my life said an insurance agent, you know. Um, but because of the infinite banking concept, because it's a simple tool that literally can provide generationally, um, I wanted to not only be able to tell people hey, guys, you need to look at this tool, the, the, the infinite banking process. Um, I not only wanted to tell people about it, but I also wanted to help those who wanted to put the, this tool in place. And so that's how I even became an insurance agent. You know, so um, let's see, I would say our first policies were around 2006. And shortly after, I think about 2007, I went and <laughs> my husband and I, we went together um, and, you know, took a, an insurance agent class that they held in, in the Bay Area, I studied like nobody's business to pass the, you know, the exam. And we did. And that's how I stepped into the world of being, a, you know, a life insurance agent. And my specialty, I can do, you know, a couple of different, you know, um, areas. You know, I could do annuities. I could do long-term care. I believe in those products as well. But my specialty is infinite banking. You know, I really, um, really, really, really work to really educate people about this simple tool. Awesome. And, and I'd like to dig in more there. Let me first. Let me... We will continue the rest of this conversation in our next episode for now. If you would like more information on what it could look like for you to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, then check out our free presentation on our website. Also, there's my calendar link where we can have a free consultation call. It's at durhamtalents.com. I do look forward to the conclusion of this conversation with Miss Robin and sharing that with you. But for now, I hope you have a great day. Take care.